Hello, podcast, and welcome to the first episode of 2021. We're starting off in alphabetical order with none other than Andy Perry of Steer Smarts. As always, I'm your host, Jeep and Bubba, and we're starting off, kicking off a little interview series. Um, you know, we do these series on the podcast where it's like three of this, three of that, or whatever. So Andy starts with A. We're starting off the year right. And uh, Andy's actually a guy I met um, while working for JCR Road in Michigan. And uh, actually, I may have met you at a show before that, but I got to kind of know you better. Um, so anyways, Andy, say hello to the folks. Hello, folks. <laughs> <laughs> It's always funny. It makes me cringe when, like, you said it completely fine, but people out west will say folks. Like, oh, yeah. Way too the much hard, L. Hard yeah. LK there. No, it's like folks, man. It's folks. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, we're Michiganders, too, so I guess we're, we're probably a little more used to the way that we say things than others. Yeah. Um, Andy, why don't you tell our listeners uh, what your official title is uh, over at Steer Smart? So I would be the marketing director. Um, but you know, we, we all wear a handful of hats over there to oh, just yeah. keep, keep the ball rolling as you're, you know, what it go, how it goes when Absolutely. you're trying to, to make things happen with a small team. So, um, you know, I'll, I do a lot of stuff ranging from installing products and customer service calls and technical questions and all of it. So I just, I try to be a, a guru of all things, uh, you know, steer smarts related really. Sure, and uh, when there are shows, I've seen you at shows and uh, wheeling trips. We'll see you out there sometimes. So yeah, yeah, I think we uh, the first time we got to have like a, any real conversation was uh, doing that the winter wheeling. Yeah, uh, it, it, where we had like a foot and a half of snow. <laughs> yeah, so yep. I think you were out front. Uh, I don't know. This is maybe this is the second year we did it, but one year we did it, you were out front. You're in a Hemi powered JKU. I think thing has with forty lock, with lockers. With that lockers and forties, I believe. Yeah, uh, and it was coming up. we were, I was crushing the dip with with snow, yeah. and it was getting all jammed so in. You're breaking, of course, the lock. You're like breaking Airbnb trail, is, and you're getting yeah. stuck. And we got XJs on thirty ones, and I'm like, yeah. uh. <laughs> well, we had a, we had a stock uh, a stock, a stock JK, JK too. Yeah. The he, funny, was, he was basically carrying an iceberg with him underneath his vehicle. The funny thing about the stock JK was at one point there was two XJs pulling him at the same time. It was like XJ train. It, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. The worst part of that for me was attempting to do the uh, the sleeping in a uh, what is it, a hammock, the hammock. hammock tents. Yeah. That was the worst thing ever for me. I, I don't sleep well <laughs> in the shape of a banana. <laughs> There's a trick to it, but not everybody figures it out, and it's kind of hard to explain, but there is a little bit of a trick to it. I have, well, I sleep at a 45, so if you imagine the banana, put yourself at a diagonal, and you, like, spread it, uh, yeah. but, and then it flattens out a little bit. That's kind of the trick, but I, My hard. trick is kind of just giving up on that, and yeah. I think that in the future, I'll just use, like, a rooftop tent, or just, I'll yeah. just go with the standard tent and sleep on a cot. I've moved on to a rooftop tent myself, and um, smart man, smart once man. you've done it, you will not go back to the hammock. 
Yeah, I tried it one time, and I actually I purchased it from REI, and they have a yeah. pretty good return policy, so they, yeah. they definitely got their their uh, hammock tent back. <laughs> I still have my hammock, and occasionally I use it in the summer. But the rooftop tent has a built-in mattress, and it's just super cozy. If it rains, I know I'm good. Uh, it's it's up above yeah. the ground. In fact, um, I haven't talked about it on the podcast, but we had a situation uh, about a month ago. We were camping. And we got surrounded by coyotes. And uh, I yeah. I had the wife and kids out. They were all in the rooftop tent. I was sleeping in the hammock. And we had another group in a ground tent. And they just, I mean, they all they wanted to do was come in and try to steal our food, which was fine. But it's pretty intimidating. Um, so all of us that are on the ground are, like, trying to scare off coyotes. But my wife was, like, snoring in the rooftop tent, could care less. <laughs> yeah, like, a little bit of protection up higher, you know. Yeah. A little bit more uh, sound deadening, probably. And yeah. she was sawing, sawing logs, you know. It you was until really, uh, I, I threw the alarm on on the Jeep, and, and that, that seemed to help. So Yeah, well, <laughs> you're, you're here to talk about it, so I, I would assume everything went yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm good. I do yeah. have I do have a new coyote rug. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just nice. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we scared them off. They're okay. Um, but... Anyways, uh, so Steer Smarts, if you if your listeners aren't uh, familiar at home, although you should be, uh, is top quality. Uh, I would say replacement aftermarket steering, uh, and they make more than just steering, but uh, that's kind of the mainstay. And the first time I ever saw their product in person was actually at Jeep Beach, and what blew me away at Jeep Beach was they have this like little display they put out. And I don't know if they had a competitor's ball joint, but it was just maybe a stock uh, or tie rod end, like sitting there, and then their the, the tie rod end they make. And it is almost—I mean, you can move it, but it, it takes a lot of effort to move their tie rod. And the reason being is it is such a large piece of beefy material, like it is just a stout end. But the cool part is now that I've installed a bunch of these is. A lot of them are no drill. So, like, I just did the one. Uh, that's This is the steering that we have in my wife's jail. Literally minimal effort to install. Super easy. Didn't have to do any drilling. I mean, just pop in, and then the joints are, you know, super beefy. And what you get out of that is a really tight-feeling steering and something that is much, much stronger than OEM, and there, you know, obviously there's a lot of reasons you'd want that. Like you're running bigger tires, you want protection off road. There's a lot of rebound that happens when you have big, big tires, and you have that OEM. I mean, OEM steering basically is a coat hanger. I mean, it's yeah, especially on the JLs and JTs. They yeah. really, they kind of, they made it look beefier sure. in the appearance section. But when you, if you were to cut that in half and measure the wall thickness on those uh, tubes. Sure. You realize quickly that they're they're really just kind of like a an, for a, an outside look kind of a deal. Well, if you hold um, it in your hand, I mean, like if you hold the tie rod from yeah. the JL in your hand, the factory one versus Steer Smarts, I mean, there's a significant difference. Um, yeah, I think track bar the, the stock JL one is like eight and a half pounds, mm-hmm. and ours is thirty. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what you get with <clears throat> solid steel forged ends and. Yeah. And the reason that those those uh, tie rod drag links don't flop around is actually there's a stud on the back of the ball, mm-hmm. and we call it a, re- a reverse pin. 
and then that fits inside of, the, of a channel, <clears throat> and that's on the passenger side knuckle for both the, the tie rod and the direct link. Yeah. And that's actually what keeps it from flopping around. Um, you know, and then the, the driver's side joints are both open. Yeah. Um, so it allows you to articulate and turn without getting a binding situation. But yeah, that's, that really, you know, helps things out longevity wise, but also, you know, responsiveness and input. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're getting your, your steering inputs right away rather than waiting for a ball to flop around and actually oh, yeah. do the turning that it's supposed to do. I, I mean, my jail only has 13,000 miles on it, but when I put it on, I think it had maybe 10 and I didn't think I was going to notice a difference on the steering and it did immediately feel tighter like significant difference over something that wasn't worn out um now, if your steering's worn out you're gonna feel a massive massive difference in it um, yeah that's you know part of it's the the components inside those those joints we, we're using steel on steel bearings instead of you know plastic bushings which mm-hmm. those wear quickly and also don't give you a very uh tight joint at the end of the day so you Tighten all that stuff up, put beefier things in there, and then, you know, all USA built beef, and, and yeah. the result is uh, usually happy customers at the end of the day. Oh, for sure. I uh, I mean, I, I, probably the best compliment I can give them is um, I installed the same steering on Jonathan Woolley's uh, JK uh, from S3 Magazine, and he's had the magazine going now 10 years or so, and they've done tons of features, write-ups, tons of aftermarket parts installs, and he said, without a doubt, it was the most significant difference he's noticed in installing one part. So driving it down the road made that big of a difference. You know, you put a cold air intake on your vehicle, and you want it to feel faster when you drive it. Yeah, that, that butt dyno response. Yeah, but he, I think he has about 60000 on his Jeep at this point, and his factory, it had all factory steering with 37-inch tires. The joints were shot. Um, yep. from the factory threw all your, your smart stuff in. I mean, he did in links, everything, the whole, the whole nine yards. And, uh, yeah, he was like, uh, it, it feels better than when he bought it new, but he's like, this made a huge difference. And he didn't realize how actually bad it was, um, going into it. So, um, yeah, those are always my favorite responses. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's part of why I work for the company. Cause I know that, you know, we, we actually do make a good product. It's not something that I have to like talk people into buying and then deal with that, the repercussions of them actually purchasing it later on down the road. Sure. You know, I'm usually getting emails or a text message or, you know, a message on Facebook or Instagram. It's just what you said. They're blown away by the difference it made. They didn't think it could make such a difference. And, yeah. you know, that's like I said, at the end of the day, that's, that's my goal. Like I always, I only want to provide, you know, products that are, are actually making a difference and improving drivability and the longevity and durability of, of, you know, someone's vehicle. I'm a, I'm a buy once, cry once kind of a guy, you know, I'm a, a automotive enthusiast myself and sure. I've modified and done a bunch of stuff on vehicles that I've owned and other people's vehicles. And it's always a disappointment when you purchase a product thinking it's going to be something, then you have to go out and replace it because you found out the hard way that it, it really wasn't up to snuff. No. And this, this seems like what it should be from the factory. Um, like it, I, I don't know, but that just maybe they should just hire you guys to put these on all the Rubicons or something um, from here on yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, our parent company's been doing this for a long time, and they actually had a you know them bid on doing the products, and they went with the cheaper option. Yeah. So you know, cost savings is uh, kind of top priority, I think, for yeah. a big company like that. And, it know, does happen. It's, 
it's okay. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll continue to, to help out, you know, customers and anybody that needs it. Sure. And it just sucks to have to, you know, just empty every pocket as the, uh, yeah. cheap goes. But, uh, yeah, we, like I said, I, our stuff is the, uh, is a buy once, you know, use it for, for the life kind of thing. So at, oh, at least yeah. you're, you're not re- having to go replace things all the time and, you know, or buy something else to fix what you thought you fixed originally. Absolutely. And I mean, I've actually, I had a, a two-door JK, the one I had when I was in Michigan. I bought a new tire. I bent the tire rod, factory tire rod, bought a replacement. I won't name the company, uh, but uh, brand new. It was a no drill as well. Bolted in, you could rock it back and forth, super floppy, and you could like hear it when you steered. It would like catch the slack, you know, as you would turn. <clears throat> everything was torqued and installed proper and it's like boom boom and like you couldn't make it look it was just limp you know it just never looked like it was right when you install you guys product it is super tight everything's like just how you put it in and i mean it just it looks good it's a good product and this other company i don't know maybe they don't make it in the u.s i think they do uh but anyways it's I've been impressed with it. Um, obviously, it's what I'm running on my JL. So we have, right now, I'm running pretty much every product I think you have for the JL. Um, I have the track bars front and rear, tie rod, and drag link, and um, they've been working great. Um, and I know there's not, for those listening, there's not a lot of companies that even make a rear track bar currently for the JL. So if that's something you're in search for, Steer Smarts has that product. So, um we are a Black Bear off-road dealer here at, uh, or excuse me, a steer, <laughs> backwards, Steer Smart dealer here at Black Bear Off-Road, and um, it's something we push big. And I think you were saying you guys are coming out with one for a JT for the truck as well. Yep, we're working on that right now, hoping somewhere mid-end of February to have that ready to go for everyone. Cool. Um, but it's it's going to be another one that makes a, a drastic improvement in how the vehicle handles. Um, you know, we've had plenty of people comment because we just came out one for one for the jk at the mm-hmm. same time we came out with the one for the jl yep. and we had people replacing aftermarket ones that they had on there already and comment that they couldn't believe the difference that it made sure um you know a lot of those things you don't think about when you have all that unsprung weight with bigger tires and bigger axles or bigger wheels um you know those thinner bars with the thinner sidewalls or just depending on their design they allow for a lot of deflection yeah. So what you get under, under compression is like you were talking about earlier, kind of a snapback effect where the bar itself, you know, is actually giving a bit of a bend. And then as it comes out of that, it's giving you like a snapback down, which is kind of mm-hmm. gives you like a jolt or a kind of a twist or a, a turn on the rear end. Um, and you don't really realize how much better it can be until you actually replace it and put something worthwhile on the back. Yeah. If you ever see someone experiencing death wobble, you almost can see it in the steel itself. Like it's, there's literally it's rebounding it's flexing um so you need a quality um steel a thick enough wall and if you think about it oem designed their steering for their stock tires but who leaves a stock tire on a wrangler no one yeah exactly pretty much that's one of the that's one of the very first things people do and if you look on any of the uh communities you, you'll see probably one to five a day saying, show me 37s on a two inch lift. <laughs> or what's, what's the, what's the biggest tire I could fit with a, with a spacer, you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, 
it's rather comical at this point. It is. I was funny. Uh, I just fit 32s on a Jeep Comanche with no lift. Um, if, if you guys want to know how, you can just hit me up on social. But it, <laughs> it requires a cutting wheel. <laughs> exactly. But immediately experience death wobble driving it down the road because the stock steering is rebounding. The joints are shot. So... Um, yeah. I would throw some steer smarts at it, but you guys are more into late model vehicles at the moment. We'll keep yeah, pressuring we, you to get into the other market as well. <laughs> we started working on the like TJXJ stuff and uh-huh. then got caught up with uh, JLJT. Yeah. Um, so it's still on the in the playbook somewhere. Sure. Um, we just have to find priority uh, for it. And yeah. With those things starting to rust out, a lot of people are just doing JK axle swaps on them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you for know, sure. for that, you can obviously use our JK products and with, a, yeah. with very minimal modification yeah. for like a drag link or a track bar. You know, I'd really like to see you guys, and we've I've kind of mentioned this too, but I'd love to see you guys make control arms at some point because of how well you guys manufacture the actual arms and your joints. I would assume that you could make a very good riding uh, vehicle with with some, you know, upper and lower control arm joints. But, uh, um We'll keep, I'll just keep bugging you and online and, and telling you. Well, we've got that, we've got that on the short list as well. Yeah. It's just a matter of uh, hitting our core components first sure, you and gotta then give kind, your... of, kind of branching out to some other things. Like, you are too smart, so you got to have the steering stuff covered first. Yeah. We get it. And, and we're looking at actually getting into um, Tacoma, like inner outer oh, ball joints, cool. um, Raptor, Ranger, yeah. Um, some of those things we're looking at branching out a little bit from the Jeep. We've kind of got our core stuff now, mm-hmm. um, which is allowing us to look at other, you know, upgrading other vehicles as well. So, yeah, you know, Do- Dodge Ram one ton, like the one ton, 30, the uh, 2500 stuff. Uh, we're looking at some of that. I, I get stuff from Ford guys all the time wanting to know if we got anything for them. So yeah. we're we're trying to branch out as much as we can. Um, you know, small team means that it, sometimes it takes a little bit longer for us to get there. But, uh, sure. you know, we're. We're going to keep on trucking, and uh, we'll get that stuff out here before too long, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Well, I have a question for you, and I was thinking about it the other day. Uh, how? Maybe it doesn't frustrate you, but does the term death wobble ever get on your nerves? And the re- I'll preface it because... A lot of times I'll we're in a lot of the same like off-road, overland, Jeep groups, me and you, and so I'll see somebody asking a question about death quabble death death quabble death wobble and i'm putting air quotes around it but a lot of times what they're experiencing it's actually bump steer or tire balance or whatever and it's funny because i usually see that you've made a comment before i can actually comment so i just leave it alone like andy got it so but does that does that term ever just drive you insane because it does me a little bit I don't know if it drives me insane as much as I just <laughs> I I know that people are are just misinformed, right? Yeah. Um, and it's tough because there's a lot of components on the front end of a Jeep, and I I know when I first got into working for Steer Smarts, there was a lot for me to learn. Sure. Um, you know, but I was kind of like I had to dive into it. It was trial by fire, right? Yeah. Like I, you know, I had to learn everything in order to be able to help the people that were trying to help. And yeah. if I didn't know it, then how was I going to ever help anybody? Sure. So I think part of it is that we know the difference between death wop, wobble, bump steer, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and other people are trying to do research and they're and they're seeing something that kind of sounds like what they're talking about, but 
you know, they, they'll just use that as a generic term to kind of encompass everything. So that's a lot of times my follow-up is, well, you know, <laughs> what is it you're experiencing a little bit more specifically? Is it, you know, when you're getting compression, uh, you know, under, under like hitting the bounce of the road, is the steering wheel turning while you're still going straight? Because if that's the case, it's not death wobble. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's bump steer. And that's because you're, you know, your tie rod or your drag link and track bar aren't in parallel. Right. Yeah, so exactly. your suspension isn't cycling in, in, uh, you know, succession or like together. So it's for somebody through, you know, some Amazon balance beads and some forties uh, and heard that that yeah. worked and, uh, <laughs> it's just yeah, shaking at 60. Yeah. They're like, no, well, I, I only get death it, wobble it, at 60. No, that's not it, death wobble. Exactly. And, death and, wobble you know, it's, is what it is. It is. You feel like you're going to die. If you don't feel yeah. like you're going to die in the process of it happening, um, it's probably not death wall. It's probably something else. Yeah. Well, and you know, for each of the vehicles, like JK specifically, there's mm-hmm. there's usually two things that are going to cause death wobble. Yeah. Bad ball, bad ball joints because the stock ball joints are garbage, and people yep. want to you know throw 35, 37, 40s at them. Yep. And track bar. Those yeah. are your two biggest contributors to death wobble on a JK. Yeah, my um, number one thing when a JK comes in, they're telling me they're experiencing death wobble. I get a tape measure out and I see how far their axles are shifted one way or another. And almost exactly. always, like 90% of the time, their axles aren't centered. And they have a four inch lift with a stock rear track bar and no yep. and no kind of brackets or anything to help. So if you bought the Steer Smarts track bar, you could fix that pretty quickly, but you really have to don't start just throwing parts at things. You got to kind of figure out, all right, are my axles centered? Are my tires facing straight down the road? And is there anything and are they balanced, right? Yeah, are like, they balanced? Or, you know, yeah. I mean, I've seen vehicles that they can't figure out the problem, and it ended up being that the beat the, that the belts were bad in their tires. Oh, for sure. They're not rotating and, them or all. all well, yeah, the whatever it was, yeah. you know, or they got just some bad tires yeah. from the manufacturer, which it can happen. It's it's not the most common thing in the world, but yeah. you know, you can't just assume that one thing is the cause without kind of looking at all of the pieces as a whole because it's it's like putting a puzzle together. Like you need to have the right pieces in the right place, you know, for it all to fit and work. Absolutely. And it's just, it's, it's more of a deciphering the code kind of situation, especially when I'm doing most of it via email or phone calls, trying mm-hmm. to, cause everybody's got different setups. They've all got, you know, mixed match of parts and various things. And it's like, man, I just give me a little bit of info and let me try to help and, and trust that I'm not trying to, you know, <laughs> steer you in any direction other than the correct ones that you can actually go down the road issue yeah what you really should say is unbolt everything you have throw yeah, it in I, the re- throw it in the metal recycling just buy all steer smarts it'll fix it and yeah. it'll be done <laughs> well and for, and for a lot of people that would take care of it. yeah for like 90 um, percent. i mean if it's the tires no if it's the ball joints no but yeah i mean yeah if there's a little bit of play in a tie rod or in a drag link in in, in the in link itself let's just say the and I see a lot of JK tie rods being bent when they make it to me as well. That happens a oh, lot. Yeah. But like the, the joints themselves, if they're worn, like a tiny bit of play at 60 miles an hour becomes a lot of play. And you got to think you have a straight axle, that worn out steering stabilizer you got is trying to keep that thing shaking left or right. Adding a dual steering stabilizer is not going to fix it. It's replacing yeah. that worn out end. Yep. And those all they end up doing is masking the issue until it becomes a serious mm-hmm. problem, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's again, it's 
coming back to that whole thing of understanding what's going on in the front end. And that's what I really try to make people understand is what's happening and why you need to do, you know, X, Y, or Z. You know, for me, it's not about getting somebody to spend more money because I, coming from somebody who modifies things oh, yeah. and fixes things, I don't like spending more money unless mm-hmm. I have to. Um, and I'm not trying to get somebody to do that either because, I, you know, money is, is important nowadays and sometimes it's harder to come by than it ever has been. So, for you know, sure. if you don't, I don't want you just throwing money at something to try and fix it. Let's, you know, look through at it systematically and kind of like, you know, wean out one thing or the other and figure out what exactly is causing your issues so you can get back to enjoying what's going on. Yeah. And honestly, once you finally understand how a straight axle works, it's the simplest steering on the planet. Like if you compare it to a BMW that has camber caster adjustments in the rear, um, and then you look at straight axle where the rear can't move, the front only has a couple adjustments and there's only a few things to be wrong. You're like, why would I want to? I mean, you can do an alignment with a tape measure and the, the tool that you guys came out with, which, by the way, yeah. is pretty epic. I like that thing. Hey, you know, it's just allowing somebody to, especially with those who do a lot of off-roading and stuff, mm-hmm. to be able to dial in you know, it in their driveway, the, the, the toe, without having to go to an alignment rack all the time. Because yeah. What we're talking all, about is they they made a tool that basically fits to the hub of the Jeep. Um, I've had one for a little while, but it's like homemade, so I'm glad to see someone making one. But it basically bolts to the hub of the Jeep, so it's nice and true. And then you can measure to the back uh, the distance between – basically, there's two measuring points, one behind where the tire would be, one in front of where the tire would be. And you want to even those numbers out to get your toe right because a Jeep yeah. basically – it can't be, you know, towed to the left or towed to the right. It can either be completely towed out or completely towed in because um, they both tires face the same direction. Um, so basically, if you get those numbers even, you're really close to having your alignment tied, you know, close. Yeah. And then if you're and off-road we, hitting we... rocks and, and smashing into stuff, there's some give that happens. You might want to check that toe occasionally. And it's cool if you own that tool, you can check it whenever you want. Maybe every yeah. rotation. And we've got a conversion chart for, um, you know, inch, how many inches equals how many degrees. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, because we actually recommend about a half degree of toe out total, which oh, okay. I, I hear I hear all the time. It goes against what everybody's been saying for 50 years. Yeah, blah, I've blah, always blah. heard toe like, in a little bit, uh, but I think that's an old racing thing. Like that Well, and that's and that's what the norm has been, and that's even what they ship them from the factory with. But yeah. like our, we're not just arbitrarily throwing out a number on what we think. We did a bunch of close course testing um, where we were running a four by four over like a four by four piece of wood nice. um, at like at fifty miles an hour, and we had the entire front end wired up, and we were measuring the resonance frequencies that travel through the system. Awesome. And we were and we were doing toe in. We did straight ahead. We did toe out. You know, varying degrees of toe in and toe out. Um, we did good parts. We did bad parts. We did stock parts. We did our parts. So we were, you know, like really measuring a bunch of different things. And what we found was that a little bit of toe out helps to load the joints up a little bit better. And it also helps to pull the wheels out of a death wobble scenario rather than feeding into it. Um, if that, you know, makes sense. If you can kind of visualize Absolutely. that idea. Um, so, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, I always try to help people, even when they don't have our components and they call in, I'll try to give a little bit of advice. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've seen it work on stock tie rods for people, you know, and I've seen it work on other people's components too. It's, sure. I'm a, like I said, I try to just be 
helpful at the end of the day and not be like, oh, well, do you have our part? No. <laughs> well, we yes, all know hello. that there are people out there that exist, but I can tell you guys firsthand that that's not the experience I've had with Steer Smart. So great company, yeah. making stuff in the U.S. Like I said, his parent company has been doing it for a long time for some OEM uh, manufacturers, and it's just, to me, hands down, one of the best steering um, kits and components that you can get. Um, but, you know, it's been kind of, well, we're going into 2021, but 2020 was kind of a, a, a weird year. I mean, typically we would run into each other on the road somewhere at a show. I try to go to like four or five shows and things like that. Um, Is there anything you guys like as a company have been like trying to do since there's been less shows? Like, is there anything like, I know like for instance, there's people that have been going out and making like Overland videos and stuff like that. In fact, I've even seen that you kind of stuck at home. We're making some uh, videos, playing guitar and singing, which I was impressed by. But, oh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, is there anything like as a company? Like, I mean, obviously, one, you guys. I don't know if you did, but a lot of companies got shut down for a month in Michigan. Yeah, we were. There was definitely some downtime for us. Being a, a manufacturer, we were able to kind of uh, skirt some of that stuff, mm-hmm. um, and then we just did like a you know. A, a little bit more of a lean ship at the office and kind of really only had like the shipping guy up there. Yeah. Um, you know, and we just helped support from there as much as we could. Um, otherwise, you know, I, I did some, uh, basically driveway installation stuff, uh, to oh, show nice. like, you know, you don't necessarily have to take it to a shop to do it. Um, you know, following some directions and maybe following along with the installation video that I was making at the time might allow or empower somebody to go ahead and do it themselves. Yeah. Um, is that on you, you guys' know, YouTube channel? Yeah, we've got it on YouTube. Um, we've also got it on our Facebook, um, and I believe there is a link on the installation page. I'd have to double check that. That's and if awesome. Not, I'll add it. Um, but yeah, just you know, it's uh, I forget how long. It's a twenty-something you know minute yeah. installation thing, and it's I'm helping my brother-in-law install it on his Gladiator, oh, and nice. then we did like a drive at the end of it, you know, and it was all I'm I'm all about like getting legitimate responses from people i don't like to to posture anybody or like oh, yeah. you know so it you know the response was his first drive and like you know he was really impressed with the difference it made because he was having issues as many jl jt people have had with a bit of a, a wobble or a shimmy mm-hmm. you know when you get over certain speeds which there's a bunch of things kind of involved in that the thickness of the wall the fact that they're using aluminum knuckles and an aluminum steering box like there's just so much deflection that's allowed in all these different things. And then you're adding 37 to the mix. And so you've got all this unsprung weight and like, there's just a combination of a bunch of different things that kind of equate to this overall kind of like overarching issue that people have been running into. I think if I'm not wrong, that, that FCA was their fix when they, it was reported to the dealer was that they were putting like an, uh, old man emu, steering stabilizer on it like. yeah i don't remember the brand they, I, or it was something like there that were literally there were four iterations of stabilizers that they threw out for a while um which and then, if you're listening then, a stabilizer will not fix your death wobble i mean no it's it, just it wasn't even wobble with everybody some were just getting shimmy you know yeah. you know and, and again that's unsettling especially somebody who's new to the jeep world never driven a solid front axle and yep. had independent suspension their whole life that's not something that they've ever experienced no so you you get that and that really kind of like 
puts a scare into you. You know what I mean? Well, you spent a lot of money uh, on a on a, that Jeep truck, and you want it to be hundred percent. Yeah, and I mean, I have to give them kudos. the The new platform, the JL and the JT, is the best riding Jeep from the factory I've ever ridden in. But they have had some weird issues, and yeah. And they've started to kind of fix them some. Like, they have the TSB out now for 18 through 20. I think JL and JT's, um, they're replacing the steering box. They're mm-hmm. getting rid of the aluminum one and putting a steel box in, um, which is helping a lot, uh, you know. And then I think on the Mojave's, they actually have steel knuckles now. Okay. Um, hmm. So, in you know, there's some things that they're doing that they recognize that were problematic, Um I think that I don't know what the difference was on their mules, you know, like cause they didn't have the issues on the test mules from what I understand. Huh. But as soon as they went to production, I mean, it was pretty evident pretty quickly that there were some steering woes going on. And, I uh, could guess what the difference is. The guess for me would be Jeepers, uh, they send it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, and they're putting big tires and wheels on right away, right? The yeah, immediately, is, is immediately tires putting big and tires. Light bars, right? Yeah, and then and then just throwing it a brand new vehicle at you know something difficult, and uh, yeah, I'm sure whoever their test drivers were, the mules were like, yeah, I need to test this thing, but I also need to bring it back in one piece for the boss, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of it was road testing, and they're using the stock wheels and tires at that point. So, yeah. you know, the offset of the wheel plays into the overall scrub radius of the, of, of the vehicle, which... And they're probably you know, softer people, tires. Yeah, and people, they're not they're not putting wheel spacers on there because they like the way it looks when it sticks <laughs> out further. And like, yeah. all, all those things play into the overall drivability, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and really, like we were talking earlier, when you put those big tires on it, your steering is no longer as effective as it could be, and it really is your responsibility to upgrade it. And that's one thing I always bring up when we're talking about doing a Jeep build or any kind of build. I always say, pick your tire first, right? Like, I really, really want to run 37s. All right, well then, pick your lift and all the components that you're going to need to run with that. So... You're going to need to upgrade your steering. You need to get upgrade your gears or you're, it's not going to ride proper. Sure, you can get by without it, but eventually yep. it's going to give you issues. Yeah, and I know steering's not the sexiest thing in the world, right? Like it doesn't, I don't know, man. You guys well, has American uh, flags on it, and I like that. Hey, hey, I'll give you that. It does have the, old, the American flag on it, which is definitely sexy. Yeah. I just meant from a standpoint of like the most noticeable thing on the vehicle isn't necessarily going to be. Yeah, it's not a new right, set you know? of wheels. It's not a bolt-on horsepower mod, but exactly. Um, but it is rather important in the overall like success of of a of a wheeling trip or even just you know traversing down the road. Yeah, if you're trying um, to impress the chick, it's you're not going to do it with death wobble. So oh, go ahead yeah. and get you some steering. <laughs> if, if you shake your teeth out of her head before you even get anywhere, it's probably not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And, and like I thought this Jeep was new, like it is. I'm running. Yeah. I'm running twenties and then forties. Uh, it's a built. It's a built-in massage feature. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, uh, I you know I do hope we can get back to a point where we're, we're going to shows, we're hanging out. Yeah. Maybe getting. I agree, to, man. Doing some wheeling together. Um, I agree. Uh, we I saw some snow this week, but I had to go way up into the mountains. And it was very minimal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a little bit different than wheeling up here, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I really miss snow wheeling. I love this time of year up there. Uh, the first month of snow on the ground is great, 
By yep. February, I you know was hoping, wishing I was yeah. in Georgia. But that's like right about the time Jeep Beach roll around, so it'd be like, all right, yeah. cool, I can make it, I can make it. Exactly. So. <laughs> you get a little bit of a, of a break. You go down and see some sun and some sand and yeah. some waves. Yeah. And then and then hopefully by the time you're you're uh, back in the mitten, it's uh, starting yeah. to melt and uh, the sun has has returned from the gray skies. And really, yeah, that's the hope. Uh, really, one thing I miss besides the people. I mean, there's great people, in Michigan, beautiful. Um, overlanding that you can do traverse city is amazing but uh although we're working on it here in georgia the best beer i've ever drinking is in michigan so oh, yeah. i can't get a lot of that stuff um like hop slam just doesn't make it here oh uh, man i bought one six pack last year and the guy said he gets one a year and i'm like well, put me on the list for next year because <laughs> i want oh, dang. <laughs> well i'll have to find a way to that actually summer yeah something. The weird part is we get Oberon, we we'll have Oberon on the shelves here, like well through the winter, and like up there it's already gone. So it's like people don't know really how good it is. So I I know that and I I get it all. <laughs> yeah, you you've been tarnished it with yeah. the idea of, of knowing exactly what it is and what you're missing yeah. out on. We're finally, I mean, George is coming around to it. Atlanta's got a little scene now that's popping up. They're making some good beers, but uh, um, Michigan's what turned me on. I mean. I was a Miller Lite drinker when I showed up at JCR, and I left an IPA snob. So. Well, you were also over in Kalamazoo, yeah. which allowed you to be close to some of the, the Yeah, I was close to and, Bells. And that and that got, whole scene. So. Yeah, got to go to Founders a couple times, and um, yeah, loved it. I missed those, yeah, man. missed those nights down in Kalamazoo. But anyways, I really do appreciate you being on the podcast. I think um, this might have been the most – informative or educational <laughs> podcast we've done <laughs> i had well, Corey always, from jcr in here and... hopefully it wasn't boring <laughs> <laughs> well i like i have had other people like interviews on here and they're like uh we're just basically rehashing crazy overland stories or whatever so uh it's good well, to get people those too but we do know, have those like... Yeah, yeah, we spent some really cold nights and uh, and some places and uh, built big fires and survived and ate all One the meat. One of my favorites was uh, Corey deciding to try and break trail and yeah. he missed he missed the uh, turn in and went in the ditch instead. Yeah, I have a picture. I was like, this is not how you start the day, and it was like oh, him yeah. on thirty eights sunk in the snow. <laughs> yeah, I think Daryl pulled him out in the taco, didn't he? Yeah, the taco was yep. beast. Tacos, yeah, that thing did really good. Which is funny because now that's what he drops. That's Corey's I know. <laughs> new rig. I saw that. That was cool for him. I was, I was happy to see that he got that and uh, Daryl got a new one. That's, yeah, a new white one. He actually yeah, it looks, I, it looks really good. I was talking to Corey today actually and he was like, you know, all I do now is mountain bike and drive my Tacoma. And I was like, are you going to become a vegan soon or start doing CrossFit? Or but he, maybe, he's, maybe he's just going to go to all organic only. I don't know. I don't think so. He loves meat too much. But well, it is good to give him a hard time. Grass-fed then, maybe. Grass-fed. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Grass-fed, grass-finished. Good stuff. There you go. Yeah. Well, anyways, we'll uh, we'll hop off here. But do appreciate, appreciate you guys being on. Make sure... Um, that you go and check out Steer Smarts. Um, they have a website. I think I believe it's steersmarts.com, right? Yep, yep, and, that's correct. 
and um, all the social medias. If you're in a Jeep group, you've probably seen Andy Perry pop up before. He uh, He's probably giving you some help and information about the elusive death wobble. But if you're having any issues with your steering, feel free to hit those guys up. Also, you can shoot us an email, info at blackbearoffroad.com. We love selling their product. And, uh, and more than that, I love installing it. Super easy. It's simple. And uh, I know that when the customer leaves, it's going to ride better than how they showed up. And they're not going to have any issues with it. It's going to last them a long time. And uh, hey, real quick, I just thought of it. It hit me brain-wise. There are steerings out there that run like something like a Heim joint or a Johnny joint or something like that. And yeah. one, I would say there are some benefits to that. But one thing I was just thinking about, maintenance-wise, once you put the SteerSmart stuff on, besides keeping your alignment right, you don't have to mess with it. So, I mean... Yeah, we've got Zerks in the ends of the joints so you can maintain the... Um, yeah, you keep and, it uh, greased. But yep. like, and they're also they're clamps instead of jam nuts too, so you don't have to worry about trying to put 350 foot pounds of torque on a jam nut and then being angry when it comes loose again after 10, 10 minutes down the trail. Absolutely. So not only do you, besides keeping them greased, making sure your jam nuts are tight and whatever, but just the basic stuff you should have done from the OEM, you're not worried about like, because I I've had some steerings that are um, different ends and they'll squeak and they'll pop and you gotta make sure they're clean and grease them and I think the gains are fairly minimal um, versus what you guys have, you know. Yeah, the biggest thing for those is like on race rigs and things like that. And mm -hmm. and on race rigs, they're generally rebuilding or replacing, you know, those types of joints uh, relatively frequently. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this ours are more lifelong joints that, you know, like say, put a couple squirts in it when you do an oil change, and that's pretty much all you have to do to maintain them. Yeah, and that's, that is... 90% of the people listening, um, or maybe, maybe even 100, it's like, we really think about it, the hardest core off-roader goes wheeling every weekend. So that still only means that you're off-roading about 30% of the time in your vehicle, unless you park it just to off-road with it. And I don't know anybody with a JL or JT that's doing that, um, right off the top of my head. But so you're typically going to have to drive to the trail, you want it to last a long time, so this is the product for you if you really want to put it on there and not worry that you're going to have issues down the road and you want it to ride better. Steer Smarts, awesome product. Glad we could have Andy on. Um, looking forward to all the new stuff and products as they come out and, uh, and do appreciate the product you guys made. So again, thanks for being on, Andy. Uh, any yeah, parting man, words, any me. final things? Question for me, anything like that? Uh, I don't think so. Just cool. uh, keep the rubber down and uh, we'll do. you know, keep, keep on smiling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's great advice because um, i got to go to Windrock in February. So want to keep that rubber down, shiny side up, oily side down, and I'll keep smiling because we got to. That's what we got to do. Yeah, bye. All yes, right. Sir. You guys know the deal. I hope you have an adventure in your future. Don't forget to eat your prunes, and as always, we'll be seeing you.